0: Welcome to the Travel Therapy Mentor podcast, your number one source for travel therapy information and education, hosted by travel physical therapist duo, Jared and Whitney.
1: Join us every other week on Facebook Live to learn about a new travel therapy topic or listen to the replay right here on our podcast.
0: If you're new to travel therapy and ready to get started, contact us to get connected with the travel therapy recruiters and companies we recommend by visiting traveltherapymentor.com recruiters. Again, that's traveltherapymentor.com recruiters.
1: If you're ready to remove the guesswork and jumpstart your travel therapy career, let us teach you step-by-step everything you need to know to get started and to be financially successful as a traveler by enrolling in our comprehensive travel therapy course titled Becoming a Financially Successful Travel Therapist. You can visit TravelTherapyMentor.com course and use the discount code TRAVEL to save $150 on our course. Again, that's traveltherapymentor.com course, and the discount code is travel.
0: And if you're looking for the best way to get your CEUs online as a traveler who's always on the go, you can use our discount code to get the best rate on an annual MedBridge subscription, which is where we get all of our online CEUs. Use code 5 that's F-I-F-T-H-W-H-E-E-L-P-T, for the discount, all one word.
1: And last, if you're interested in getting started with credit card hacking to take advantage of free or low-cost travel like we do, check out our top credit card recommendations for travelers at TravelTherapyMentor.com credit. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com credit.
0: All right, and now on to this week's episode. Hey everyone. Hey guys. Welcome to another Travel Therapy Mentor video. Tonight we're going to be recapping our three months in Hawaii, Whitney's two month contract and then the extra month we spent traveling around the islands. Um, it was a lot of fun, we'll talk about some of the logistics of getting a travel contract in Hawaii, some of the things we did, um, you know, some things we might do differently in the future, things like that. So. Uh, Whitney's going to introduce us and I'm gonna get this video shared in a few different groups.
1: All right. Hey everybody Thanks for joining. My name is Whitney Aiken.
0: I'm Jerica Zaza,
1: and we're both Traveling Doctors of Physical Therapy Many of you guys may know us as the faces behind Travel Therapy Mentor uh, We try to do these videos every couple weeks for the last several years and we usually try to bring you guys new topics um, all about travel therapy um, And this time, you know, we have a pretty unique video for you guys telling you all about how my contract went in Hawaii. It's definitely a dream travel destination and I know we've talked to so many people since I took that job in Hawaii who said that they would like to take a travel job, um, whether it's travel PT, OT, SLP, nursing, um, a travel healthcare job in Hawaii at some point. So hopefully we can bring you guys some insights about what that was like, um, some special considerations with you know COVID. Traveling during COVID was definitely a whole different ball game. Um, And hopefully we can give you guys some advice also if you just plan to travel there for fun because we've known a lot of people recently who have gone on vacation as well to Hawaii and um, they are treating it quite differently over in Hawaii than they are on the mainland. So definitely a lot of things to talk about tonight. Um, As Jared is getting our video shared live in a couple of groups, for those of you guys that are tuning in live with us on Facebook tonight, we would love if you'd say hello in the comments. I see that a bunch of you guys are already on. Hi, Rosie, hi, Amar, hi, Jeff. Um, If you guys wouldn't mind just leaving us a comment, let us know if you're a PT, an OT, an SLP. Are you a student? Are you a current traveler? Are you someone who's thinking about traveling? Have you been to Hawaii before? Do you want to go to Hawaii in the future? Let us know. Hey, Nick, thanks for joining. Hope you guys are doing great on this Sunday night. Um, Yeah, we've been um, just kind of getting settled back in. Uh, back in Virginia in our hometown. We're actually only going to be here for one week um, between the time that we got back from Hawaii and going on a cross-country road trip. So pretty exciting, but also pretty like hectic time. We actually probably would have spent longer in Hawaii than just three months since it's so far away and we were out there like I would have loved to extend my contract, but um, we were kind of pressed for time because the Travelers Conference, uh, which is called TravCon, that they have every year in Vegas. That is happening next month in September. And we had planned on doing a road trip out there. So we kind of had some time constraints, which is why we had to hurry back. So lots going on this week while we're at home in Virginia as we prepare for that next um, adventure.
0: Yeah, I mean, realistically, taking a two month contract is probably not the best idea in Hawaii. Um, I think, Probably it's a lot better to take three to six month contracts there since it's so far. It's difficult to get there Um, Renting cars short-term is expensive It really makes a lot more sense to stay there longer if possible And uh, I think any other time we would have but we had like a a time constraint which made it a little difficult
1: Yeah, so again if any of you guys are tuning in live uh, We would love if you'd say hello in the comments and just let us know who you are and we'll dive into talking a bit about Hawaii and our experience there so the first question that we usually get is, how do I get a travel therapy contract in Hawaii? Is it difficult? Yeah,
0: um, um, it used to be way way harder uh, for sure. Like a year ago, you know, if you've watched any of our job updates, the um, the travel market is doing much better now. So a year ago, it was almost impossible to get a job in Hawaii and Hawaii locked down probably harder than anywhere else because Um, They have limited access to medical facilities on the island. So they had to be very careful. A huge outbreak there could be devastating. I mean, you have to go thousands of miles to get to another hospital. So um, they were very careful. They weren't bringing a lot of people in from the outside. Um, I'm sure a lot of outpatient clinics were closed for a while there. Uh, So it is easier now. There's quite a few contracts actually popping up in Hawaii, especially for PT. We've seen several. There's some OT, I think SLP contracts too. Um, So it is it's much easier
1: Um, it used to be really competitive and it's still somewhat competitive like I think they definitely would still prefer candidates that have experience I think it's harder as a new grad to get an assignment in Hawaii because if there are other applicants um, who are also desiring to travel to Hawaii it's definitely a desirable place they're probably going to choose the more experienced applicant. However, what we were running into recently hearing from like some of our staffing agencies and stuff is they just weren't able to find travelers that were willing to come there right now who had the license already. Um, I think some people were deterred to travel there because of COVID and also because of the car shortage right now, which we're gonna talk more about. So I think some travelers were deterred actually from going there. So if you really wanna go there, as long as you have some experience and you get the license, that was the biggest barrier for me was getting the license. Um, you actually have a pretty good shot of getting a job there. You just can't really be picky on like which island you want to go to. You just kind of have to go with like wherever a job happens to pop up, um, especially you know, depending on the setting. It's way more common to find like a hospital or a skilled nursing job there. Um, we did recently see some outpatient PT jobs and I was lucky to get one of them, um, but definitely not as common.
0: Yeah, one important thing, we get a lot of questions about pay, um, you know, from new grads, as well as just new travelers, people that are thinking about leaving their perm job and traveling, and so we get tons of questions about pay. Hawaii contracts do not pay well. Um, That's probably always gonna be the case, and the reason for that is a lot of people wanna go there. People think, uh, we've gotten uh, questions about this in the past where um, someone's like, I think my recruiter's lowballing me, I know Hawaii's expensive, Um, they're not really offering me that high of pay, It's just, it has to do with reimbursement on the island. It has to do with supply and demand of therapists there. There's a lot of people that want to go and take contracts there. Um, So the pay is never going to be great in Hawaii and the cost of living is really high. I'm writing an article about all of my expenses while we were there and um, there are situations where depending on where you're living, how much you uh, can how much you spend on your housing, you might just break even. Um, So it's not a place that you're gonna go to save a lot of money. Like when we wanna take contracts and save a ton, we go to low, low cost living areas that pay pretty well, and then we save a lot of money there. Hawaii, you don't even make as much as a lot of the low cost living areas and it's significantly more expensive.
1: Yeah, unfortunately their pay for therapists does not follow suit with their cost of living. Even their permanent therapists make lower salaries. Um, And one reason a PT there told me is that they get reimbursed lower in that state as compared to other states and so their salaries can't be that high. And
0: that seems to be the case with um, pretty much all medical professions there. We talked to some people that said that physicians move in and out of there all the time because they don't get paid that well. Um, for perm jobs even. So it's, it doesn't seem to be just a PT thing. It's across the board. Nurses don't make as much there. Everyone makes less money. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that can be very difficult depending on what your goals are with travel because cost of living is high. So yeah, if you're a traveler that wants to go to Hawaii, think of it more as we call it a working vacation, um, because you get to do a lot of cool stuff. Um, it's, it's an amazing place to check out for a few months, but you're not gonna make a ton.
1: And actually, you know, we talk about the cost of living being really high. It is, but actually you're gonna save by staying there for three months and spreading out the costs of like your car and your housing over a longer period of time. Um, so we'll get into talking some, about some of those prices and how much we spent, but like we basically, in the two months, um, on a monthly basis of the time that we spent with like long-term housing and long-term car, long-term, like monthly, versus the couple weeks that we traveled for vacation to the other islands we spent almost as much in like one week of vacation pay or like vacation costs as we did for one month of like a two-month rental
0: yeah that applied to not only our housing but also our car um we had a couple one-week rentals on other islands for both a car and for uh, an airbnb that cost more than what we paid for a whole month on uh, the big island and that just has to do with you know, whenever you stay anywhere longer, you get better rates on things. So, yeah. so that is kind of a, a crazy thing is that in some cases you'll pay the same for a week as you will for a month.
1: Yeah. So just take that into consideration. If you do want to take a contract there, they don't pay very high. Your recruiter's not lowballing you. Um, you just have to look at it. Like it's going to be for the experience. It's going to be a once in a lifetime kind of experience for you. Um, some people really love it. Some people actually find they don't like it as much as they thought they were going to like it. We're going to talk about some of that too, but um, just go for the experience. So for example, my travel PT contract, it was outpatient um, physical therapy. it was paying about 1500, a week, which is relatively low compared to a lot of travel PT contracts out there right now. like a lot of travel PT contracts are paying between 1700 to 2500 a week right now and in hawaii it was i was like the lowest and i've even seen some post in the past for like 1400 a week
0: yeah and, and that was especially the case last year we saw some even less than 1400 so it always is going to pay lower usually right now probably somewhere between 15 to 1700 is probably the most you're going to see in hawaii Uh, Unless it's some, you know, situation where in the future they have uh, a big need for whatever reason, but right now they just don't.
1: Yeah. But talking about my travel PT contract, it was amazing. It was one of the best contracts I've ever had in terms of the clinic itself, my schedule, my caseload, my coworkers, the location, the things that we were able to do um, on my days off from work. It was just overall all around like definitely blew every other contract I've ever taken out of the water. It was the best travel PT contract ever.
0: One really great thing about being on the Big Island, it's more of a rural island. Um, you know, there's a lot of space, there's less population than like Oahu or Maui. And um, that means that a lot of these rural contracts that we run into, especially for outpatient, we're usually looking for one-on-one treatment with patients um, and it's that can be hard to find in busy areas. But in rural areas, that's way more common. So Whitney's contract was perfect, uh, one-on-one for an hour, couldn't really ask for much better than that.
1: Yeah. On top of that, um, I mentioned in some prior videos we talked about this. I was actually only working a part-time contract and I've gotten a lot of questions about this. So because Jared and I um, also have, you know, travel therapy mentor, we have our online business. We have a lot that we do on a week to week basis um, with our online business. And over the past couple years, we haven't really been working full time. We'll take like a contract here or there or do PRN here or there. And I, being on the Big Island, I just really honestly didn't have a lot of time between that and online work. Plus, I didn't wanna be in the clinic full-time 40 hours a week because I wanted to be able to explore. So I was searching out a contract that would let me work three or four days a week um, between 24 and 32 hours. And I got really lucky because when I, um, I had a connection through one of our recruiters with this outpatient clinic and they already had a traveler there and they were thinking about hiring a second one, but at that time they actually didn't even really need another full-time person, and they said a part-time person would be great for them. So we had spoken about doing about 30 or 32 hours, but I actually ended up working um, three eight-hour days every week, so I worked 24 hours a week, and it was amazing because I was just working Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so that gave us Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday to explore, to get work done for our online business. It was just the best all-around contract, and it made stress super low, because honestly, I was seeing one-on-one for an hour, so I had max eight patients a day, but honestly, most of the time, I had like four to six patients
0: a day. Yeah, we've gotten questions recently too about part-time contracts. I'm sure you guys might be interested in that as well. Um, What you have to remember is almost every travel contract is going to be a full-time contract. There's very rarely gonna be a part-time contract posted. Uh, A big reason for that is most travelers do not want a part-time contract. You have to find the right person that wants to do that, and we just happen to be there. But if for whatever reason, you do wanna do a part-time contract, remember, that everything is negotiable in travel and it depends on what you need as a therapist and what the facility needs, um, what their staffing needs are. And a lot of times if you can reach out, talk to the manager, if it sounds like a good place you want to go, um, you talk to them, you explain the situation. If you're a desirable candidate, sometimes they'll work with you like that. And that's how it was for Whitney. It was listed as 40 hours. She didn't want to work 40 hours. It turned out that they didn't actually need someone for 40 hours either, so it worked out perfectly, um, but it was not listed as a part-time contract. So keep that in mind. Almost all of them are going to be listed as full-time, but sometimes you can um, negotiate, make it work, uh, uh, do a part-time contract. like that.
1: Pretty now. much all you have to do is ask. They can always say no, and it might not work out, but sometimes it does work out. Um, If you guys have any questions that come up as we're going through and talking about all this stuff we're going to get into more talking about like just living in hawaii what that was like traveling during covid some of this will apply even if you're planning on just going for vacation let us know if you have any questions you can leave them in the comment box if you're getting value out of this video if you're learning anything if you're enjoying hearing about this stuff hit the thumbs up button we really appreciate it um, so let's talk about logistics of getting there. Um, right now is a really tough time to be traveling to an island like Hawaii. Um, especially three months ago when we left, they were being even more strict. The rules have changed somewhat since we did our like first couple Hawaii videos. Back then they were requiring that everybody get a COVID test before traveling from the mainland. Now the rules have changed and the current guidelines are if you have Uh, proof of vaccination, COVID vaccination, you don't have to get tested if you're traveling to the islands. And you also don't have to get tested when you're traveling between the islands, which is really nice. Um, Because all, all the islands are technically the same state, but before, regardless of whether you're vaccinated or not, you're having to test every time you went between islands, even residents. So it's really a lot, um, they're making it somewhat easier now. You don't have to test between islands, and if you have a vaccination, you don't have to test to go.
0: Yeah, so that just happened in the, like, the last two months. But keep in mind that all of these things are in flux. And right now, actually, Hawaii has have, is they're having their highest case count of the whole pandemic. So there was a lot of rumors about future lockdowns and tightening restrictions. And, and they're having, I don't know if you guys have seen on the news, but... Um, Hawaii is having a ton of tourists there right now because people can't travel internationally. They're taking their summer vacation in Hawaii instead. And, uh, it's putting like a strain, not only on the healthcare system, but on their infrastructure in general.
1: Yeah. And I just want to point out from like what we saw, because we, we were fortunate to be able to spend two months on the Island, really getting more of a local feel. You know, we stayed with local people. We, I worked with local people, um, both, you know, the staff and my patients, and then It was quite a different like vibe really when we started traveling to the other islands as tourists. And what we noticed is if you're at a lot of like the more touristy areas, the restaurants and the tourist attractions and things like that, some tourists are not being very respectful. Um, I think it's hard right now because everyone is coming from their own little corner of the world where COVID might be being handled one way and there might be certain mask rules wherever you are and then you travel there and you just expect like, uh, in my state, we haven't had masks for you know, a month or in my state this. And one, if you're traveling in Hawaii, it's just culturally a bit different. It's, it's almost like being in another country. Um, culturally, it's very different. They, they're definitely on island time. They're not in a hurry um they're not rushing around they're just chill and they're all about ohana which is family and they're all about being respectful being kind to one another so if you get this like angry tourist who's like yelling at the hostess at the restaurant about her mask rules and it's like it's not her mask rules it's the state of hawaii's mask rules so it's just it's a little bit of a hard time right now and i think a lot of the locals are feeling the strain from some of them are still really scared about COVID, and then you have this influx of travelers that are coming there, tourists. So um, it, it was a little bit of a challenging time, honestly, to be traveling around Hawaii.
0: Yeah, definitely a tough time right now. Um, we noticed a lot of different things there. They're more of a collective, collectivist type society, um, the native Hawaiians there, than more individualistic, like most people are, more European. Um, so they're much more strict. Like I said, it's an island, uh, so. They have to be very careful anyway. And there's a lot of people like in Virginia, they haven't had indoor mask mandates for I think four months now for vaccinated people. Um, So you just don't even see masks indoor. You rarely see masks at all in Virginia right now. So people are coming from places like that, Virginia. uh, I'm sure uh, probably a majority of the states are like that at this point. Um, Going to Hawaii where they're very strict. There's mask mandates everywhere indoors There was an outdoor mask mandate for a while and they might be going back to that So things are just very different there. And you know, if you are visiting definitely be respectful Um, It's just a different culture.
1: Yeah, definitely so um that was the biggest thing as far as like COVID restrictions were just the masks so it took us a little bit of use getting used to to have to like exercise inside with masks on and wear them all the time um but we got back used to it and and it was fine it was actually kind of weird coming back to Virginia and then there people not wearing masks I'm like "Am am I supposed to wear it but um it's a little bit tricky right now and again like some a lot of the tourists I mean I'm sorry a lot of the locals are very welcoming to outsiders, but some of them are not. Um, for the most part, as far as like living in Hawaii on the Big Island, we had a pretty good experience. Um, we felt very welcomed and most people were very kind. Again, my, my coworkers were wonderful, my patients were wonderful. I loved all of my patients. Most people we interacted with, whether it was at stores or on you know tourist activities that we were doing on the Big Island, hiking, um, the beaches, the restaurants, all those things, we had really good experiences. There were only a handful of times where we felt some kind of like animosity from a local and usually it was when we were actually on like the vacation part of our um, trip where it was like more crowded touristy areas and you could just tell that they were like fed up with the tourists. Um, So, you know, overall we had a really good experience in terms of like feeling like outsiders there but I think right now is just a more difficult time than normal to be an outsider there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But other than that, as far as like culturally living there... Um, Being a PT working there, you guys know how at clinics and stuff you get like a lot of patient presents and it's usually like baked goods and stuff like that. Something that was so cool there that we loved was so many people apparently in Hawaii have um, fruit and vegetable trees like just on their property. So it was so fun because they would bring us like those types of presents to work. You know, they'd just bring like a huge bag of avocados or a huge bag of bananas um, from their yard. And it's not even really like they have farms. It's just like in their yard. So that was really interesting. And then every now and then we would get like the local baked goods. Like um, there's these things called malasadas, which are like, uh, they're of Portuguese descent. They're called Portuguese donuts. So we'd get a lot of cool like patient presents. Um, I had some patients that gave me like Lays when I was leaving. Um, So overall just a really fun culture to get to know. Um, Like, you know, learning some of the Hawaiian words. Uh, going to some of like the hula shows. Uh, We got to go to like quite a few like local community activities that were just free, like outdoor music and outdoor dancing. Um, We loved just leaving work or leaving the gym and going and watching the sunset. Like you could see the ocean from like anywhere you were. That was really cool. You could see the ocean from our house, from the gym, from work. Um, The ocean was just always there. So overall it was like a really neat experience to be living on an island.
0: Yeah, some people talk about island fever. I've actually seen some therapists that have taken contracts in Hawaii talk about that. We didn't really notice that at all. Um, and it might just be because the big island is very big. There's a, I mean, you, you can drive several hours from the top to the bottom. And uh, you know, it takes, if you drove around the whole mm-hmm. island, it probably takes five or six hours. So it's, it's a pretty big area. Sorry, I think we had
1: sorry. a little bit of a connection problem.
0: Uh, it's about a 10th of the size of Virginia, which we didn't realize. So it's actually a pretty big area. There's a lot to explore and see. Um, Some of the other islands are significantly smaller, so depending on what island you work on, that can be an issue, Um, but we we stayed for a few days with one of Whitney's friends there who has lived there for a few years, and she lives on Oahu, doesn't have any issues with it, so I think it really just depends on the individual.
1: Yeah, so overall, we really liked it there, Um, but one of the things that was really hard to get used to living on an island is how expensive everything was, Um, and I think we might have talked about this touched on a little bit on a video prior, but like grocery. I think we're having a little bit of a connection issue. Alright. Um, sorry, let us know if you guys...
0: Alright, that should be better, I think.
1: Um, if you guys are still online, uh, on live, let us know if you can hear us. Our connection is breaking up just a little bit. Um, but yeah, so living on the big island... What was I saying? Oh, the, the costs. So groceries especially are really expensive there because everything pretty much has to be imported, um, except of course some of the local like veggies and and fish and stuff. But um, like milk was $8 a gallon, bread was $8 a loaf. It was definitely hard to get used to spending that much money on groceries. Gas was like over $4 a gallon. So you just kind of get used to like forking over more money for things. And that was definitely hard for us to swallow at first.
0: An odd thing that we found that we didn't really realize before we went is that costs in the grocery store are significantly higher for almost everything. Meat, almost everything you normally buy. But prices at restaurants, although higher, are not proportionally as high as the grocery store prices. So I don't know why that is, but uh, we ended up eating out a lot more, partially because we we had a very small space. We couldn't cook well partially because uh, it wasn't that much cheaper to buy groceries than it was to eat out. So uh, that was a weird thing.
1: Yeah, Um, now talking a little bit about like fixed costs, like our car, our housing, all that, um, definitely expensive. So we paid 1800 a month um, to rent what's called an Ohana suite which is like an in-law suite. It was a very small um, one bedroom apartment, more or less a studio. We had a very small kitchen, I mean, even smaller than when we used to live in an RV, it was like, super small it made it really difficult to cook we had a mini fridge like i'm talking like a beer fridge like a tiny one
0: the square footage of the place we stayed was actually only about 50 square feet bigger than our camper so it was it was small
1: which is probably made up for in like the closet and like the living room was slightly bigger but um so definitely super expensive back a year ago our friends had rented an ohana when they had a job in um, the same place in kona um, on the Big Island, and they paid about 1500 So I don't know if prices are elevated just slightly more or supply was just down, but we saw some places that were well over 2000 a month.
0: Yeah, the $1,800, that was after looking for a long time and finally finding something um, that was reasonable uh, in Hawaii terms. That's over double what we've ever paid for, a, for housing at prior contracts, but we were finding things for 2,500 or more for a one bedroom, somewhere 3,000 or more. So uh, it's just a really expensive place to be.
1: Mm-hmm. And that was for a furnished place with the utilities included and everything, which is pretty much, you have to do that in Hawaii. There's no yeah. way you're gonna bring like fine furniture and like set of utilities and all that. So um, you're gonna be looking at paying a lot for rent. Um, a car, we got actually kind of lucky on a car and we didn't realize at the time how lucky we got until later when we were comparing notes and like looking at other prices. So. We, through word of mouth, heard about a guy who happens to own some um, used cars and he just rents them out, um, just not through a platform or anything, just rents them out privately to healthcare workers. And he only does it to healthcare workers, like traveling nurses. And he rent it to us for $600 a month. So we paid for two months on the Big Island, 600 bucks a month. Um, we, in comparison, when we were on the other islands, one week in Kauai, or actually it was like five days. We paid like 800 for five days on Turo.
0: Yeah, so in reality, I was a little bit upset about $600, but that was actually a really good deal. We paid way more than that for less time on all the other islands. So um, when we did look at some rental prices for just like a regular rental car on the big islands, they were all, uh, the minimum was like 1400 $1,500 a month. So you kind of have to have some sort of connection right now. And it's not normally like that, it's not that bad. Uh, but right now is just a really tough time. The used car market is really dry. Um, there's almost no rental cars available, so um, it, it just makes the prices go way up.
1: Yeah, in case you guys don't really aren't really aware of that, like there's a shortage all around the country, but it's especially bad um, on this island and on other islands. We even heard about it on like the U.S. Virgin Islands. It was bad too. So part, part of the problem is they sold off some of their inventory, the rental car companies, they sold off some of their inventory to you know, liquidate and get some cash because they were like, we're not having any tourists for almost a whole year. Um, part of it was there's like a chip shortage in the new car market. So um, I guess there was like a, uh, what is it, like a logistical backup. Um, in the processing for these new car plants and so there's a lot of cars that are made that are sitting on car lots but don't have a don't have the chip in them so they can't sell them yet so because there's a a new car shortage that means more people are buying up used cars and then particularly on the big island a lot of people are not the big island but in Hawaii a lot of people um, a lot of locals are buying used cars to rent out on Turo so you can't just get used cars either so it's a whole mess there yeah,
0: there are no low price used cars in Hawaii right now they're all uh, way elevated even more so than the mainland
1: yeah so um, that's honestly one of the biggest limiting factors right now even if you want to travel there just for fun um, you probably wouldn't have factored in that much that big of a cost you probably think like oh my plane tickets gonna be expensive and my hotel is gonna be expensive but also factor in the cost of renting a car it's super expensive um, and difficult right now and that's if you can even get one so you wanna make sure to book that in advance when you're booking hotels um, and airline uh, flights.
0: Yeah, one of Whitney's co-workers was a traveler and she decided not to get a car because it was so expensive and instead was using a bicycle that didn't work out that great because there's a lot of driving or it's not a short distance especially on the big island to get around places and there's lots of hills yeah and ended up buying a scooter so um, that's an option as well
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so definitely something to consider but most places it's not really a good biking distance unless you just happen to live really close to the clinic um, yeah, Jared was like, maybe you could walk to work, but we uh, I worked at sea level and we lived at 1,200 feet up the mountains. So. And it was about
0: three miles. It would have been, it would have been a tough walk. <laughs>
1: Definitely not feasible. So um, yeah, so the prices were really tough right now for cars and for housing and all that. Um, so that was interesting in terms of like Hawaii living and that was probably like the, our least favorite part because we're from Virginia where it's like pretty low cost of living and we're pretty frugal people. So we just kind of had to just suck it up and be like, you know what? This is part of the deal. We're just going to have to spend more. Um, so when it comes to, you know, how much you're going to make as a traveler and how much you're going to spend, you're not going to come out that far ahead. Just look it ahead, but not as much as some other places. But, yeah,
0: that's the way we looked at it. It's a sacrifice to be there. It's a beautiful place to be. Um, yeah, we definitely looked at it more as a working vacation, especially with work, Whitney working part-time and us having more time to explore. Um, four days a week to explore the island was great.
1: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about like the fun things that we did, um, what we did on each island, what we liked about each island and kind of compare them. Um, I'd love to tell you guys more. Like I saw one of my best friends today and she said like, which island would you recommend going to, you know, if if I wanted to travel there? And I was like, you know, I don't know. Like it really depends on what you want to do. Ideally, I think you should go to all four islands, but that's not realistic for most people's um, vacations. Like maybe you might get to go to like one or two of the islands. Um, but I definitely recommend if you are planning on traveling to Hawaii, allow yourself at least two weeks because one week is just way too short.
0: Yeah. Coming from the East Coast, we don't even know that many people that travel to Hawaii. It's like, you know, it's a major distance to get out there. Um, so we didn't really know that much what to expect. Um, but one thing we found out is that every island is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, they're different in ages. We found that the Big Island is like one fourth of the age of Kauai, the, the island that's harder up, or farther up north. And so the islands have been formed over time. The, the, the newer islands are to the south. The older islands are to the north. And that makes a massive difference in the landscape. Um, also, there's a massive difference in population, size of the islands, um, the diversity of uh, the culture and everything. It just Every island is very different. Yeah. So we did not realize that. We thought of Hawaii as like a homogenous uh, place where everyone was pretty... Uh, Pretty much the same and the islands were pretty much the same, but in reality that was not the case at all Yeah We also found this really surprised us that a lot of people in Hawaii that are born on one island Have not been to the other islands. We didn't know that. Um, so that was very interesting
1: mm-hmm. um, If you're if you guys are watching um, if anybody's ever been to Hawaii Tell us which island you went to and which ones you liked more than the other and why Because honestly, we just can't even decide like we liked them all for different reasons And when we were on the big island we loved it. We absolutely loved it. It was nothing and everything like we thought it would be. It, it was crazy. Um, and everybody on that island is pretty biased and they say, like, this is the best island. But you're gonna, Everybody on every island is yeah, biased. Yeah. And so they're like, this is the best island, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, but you're going to find that, like, the vibe is just different on the other islands too, like, the people and the culture and stuff. And I don't know. I might have felt that way just a little bit, but it was also just kind of hard to tell because we were spending, like, five days on each of the other islands. But... um one thing that we didn't know is there's just all this volcanic activity, right? Like you hear, oh, there's volcanoes, but you don't really know what that's going to look like in terms of the landscape. So the biggest island, the big island is the youngest island, which means that it still has active volcanoes on it. So it's the one furthest south. It still has active volcanoes on it that as recently as like um, January of this year was erupting and it's expected to continue erupting. There was no active lava while we were there. But what it means is a lot of the land is very barren looking and it has very new lava rock on it. Like places where vegetation doesn't grow because it's just black charred lava rock.
0: Yeah, the big island is basically made up of five volcanoes, three of which are extinct, two are still active. So the island is still growing, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, because even as recently as like the 2018 to 2020 like... Um, lava flow. Some of that flow was going into the ocean and creating new land. I mean, it's not really habitable land at this time, but it is creating additional land mass. So um, it was very interesting too, because when you think of a volcano, you think of a big mountain with like maybe a little small opening at the top where lava flows out. Well, a lot of these volcanoes. At least
0: that was our our naive view. Right, of right, because
1: you make like the volcano thing in school and whatever. Okay, well, what you actually find out is um, when they have erupted, especially like the significant eruption, it actually kind of implodes and creates a crater. So there are still some that kind of like, you look in the distance and you're like, oh, that mountain there is a, um, is a volcano, like it's, it's a mountain, but it's kind of flat on top. And then when you get to the top, you know, if you are able to hike there or drive there, you see that there's a giant crater in the ground, almost like some of them looked like the Grand Canyon, like it looks like a big canyon. Um, And again, most of the ones on the Big Island, nothing really grows there. It's just sand and rock. Now, when you go to the other islands, those are also made, um, they were made by volcanoes, but because the volcanoes aren't active anymore, vegetation has had time to grow over the millions of years on them.
0: Yeah, so the islands, or the volcanoes on the Big Island, um, since they're so young, they haven't had much time. They're also much higher. The volcanoes on the Big Island are significantly higher than any other Or at least the the two biggest ones are significantly higher than any of the other volcanoes so at higher elevation less stuff grows anyway so it looks way more barren than i would have ever imagined Mm -hmm. Um, but if you go to the other islands the old volcanoes and the mountains there are beautiful green um at least at least the two northernmost islands oahu and Kauai, they're beautiful and green and uh more of what kind of what we expected to see Uh, the Big Island volcanoes were just different.
1: Yeah, but there were still some really gorgeous beaches on the Big Island. Um, We did a lot of snorkeling. We went to some beautiful white sand beaches. Some of the beaches are really interesting on the Big Island because they'll have white sand, gorgeous beach, but then they'll also have lava rocks. It makes it look interesting there. Um, And then in some cases you'll see trees just depending on where it is. We saw black sand beaches, green sand beaches. Um, Up on the volcano, there was like red lava rock and black lava rock. We saw just such unique landscapes. The Big Island is very like rural in a lot of ways. Like it's not a big city. So there was just a lot to do on the Big Island. There were some areas in the northern part of the island where there's just deep valleys that you could hike down into. Um, wild ponies there, like we had a lot of fun on the big island. I was looking back at our pictures thinking, wow, we did so much. Like we did tons of hikes, um, went to waterfalls, like snorkeling all the time. We, we did a lot on the big island.
0: One thing we didn't realize, I was thinking of going to Hawaii, thinking of the beaches and hiking all the time. I was planning to hike all the time. I didn't realize that the big island, the hiking is not as great as other islands. So it is still good. There's still some really cool hikes you can do there, but if you're there for a few months and you hike regularly, like maybe twice a week or something like that, you quickly run out of hikes you really want to do. There there are other ones that you can do, um, but there's a few on the north of the island that are beautiful, uh, and then there's the two t- two biggest volcanoes that you can hike to the top of, and besides that, there wasn't other a lot of other hikes that I really wanted to do, whereas on the other islands, there are endless hikes. I think probably on Oahu or Kauai, we could stay there for three months and continue to do hikes that we wanted to do
1: yeah they were different kind of hikes so like a lot of people that go hiking it's like what are called like coastal hikes so they're kind of just flat and you're going along like a beach area and you hike to like another secluded beach and a lot of times you hike through the lava rock Um, which was interesting unlike anything we'd ever done before but it's also really hot you're in the sun you're at sea level it's not that difficult in terms of like elevation gain. So it wasn't really like you were going to work out. It was just like, oh, look, pretty water as you're walking along the coast. Versus the volcano hikes that we did were awful. They were like the worst just dreadful hikes that we'd ever done like not hardest, awful it was a lot they of were fun so hard they were difficult <laughs> I was going to die um especially on Mauna Loa which we learned that almost no one does that hike but you know we found it on all trails and we're like we're gonna do it and I almost died
0: honestly almost no one does either of the hikes so tourists don't go there to hike those volcanoes they're very difficult hikes the locals almost all of them that we talked to also don't hike those so, um, they're just really hard hikes, and we did not know, but when we hiked Mauna Loa, there was only about six other people that had did it the whole day. we most it of took the time, us
1: the whole day. It took us took nine us hours.
0: We saw almost nobody the whole time. You're hiking on really sharp lava rock the entire time. Yeah. And then when we hiked Mauna Kea, um, I think maybe only four other people summited that day. Um, so, there, there are just very few people doing those hikes.
1: Yeah, so Mauna Kea, if you go and visit there, um, there's a visitor center up there, and if you have four-wheel drive, you can drive to the top. And so most people are just like, you can drive to the top. Why would you hike up there? Um, Well, one reason we hiked up there is we did not have four-wheel drive. So we would have either had to, like, rent a four-wheel drive or find a buddy that could have taken us. Um, but also, we just thought it'd be a fun challenge to hike to the top of it. Now, at Mauna Loa, there's no way to get to the top except on foot, and so most people that I spoke to had never been to the top, and never seen the crater up there. Um, so it was quite the accomplishment. So if you're an adventurous person, um, you can try to hike Mauna Kea and Mauna Loa like we did, but keep in mind that it's altitude, it's like an alpine desert is what they call it. There's um, a bunch of different climates. What is it, like 13 out of 15 microclimates that exist in the world are on that island. Um, So that was really interesting too, learning that like you could be on one part of the island and the weather is completely different than another part of the island. So
0: yeah, not even on a different part of the island but sometimes at the same part of the island just at a different elevation. Mm -hmm. There were several times where it'd be sunny at sea level, it'd be raining at like 1200 feet and then it's sunny at 3000 feet and it just keeps going like that.
1: Yeah, it'd be sunny at work and then 10 minutes away up the hill uh, at our house it'd be raining. So Anyway, the big island was quite the adventure. Um, I'm really glad that that's where we got to spend two months because we really thoroughly um, explored that island. But I could also see, like when we went to the other islands, having a really good time on those for several months too. Um, So I'm thinking if we ever decide to go back and like try to get another contract. That it'd be good to get another contract on a different island and spend a longer time there because five or six days at the other islands were just too short to be able to do everything we wanted to do.
0: Yeah, we really didn't feel like um, we didn't feel like we had a favorite island because they're just all so different. But it would be great to spend more time at some of the other islands. Um, after a couple of months on the Big Island, you know, we were ready to try to go to some of the other islands, do the hikes there, and those kind of things. Yep. Yeah.
1: So the next, um, one of the next islands that we went to was Maui and we absolutely loved Maui and like it was just different enough that we were like just amazed by it. So they have, it's so funny because sometimes like one side of the island looks different than the other side of the island. Um, So part of the island, they have a big mountain called Haleakala uh, on Maui and it's very similar to Mauna Loa and Mauna Kea, it's like a big volcanic mountain but it is a little bit older, so it does have more trees and more vegetation on it. But from a distance, the landscape-wise, like it looks really similar. It's about 10,000 feet, whereas the other ones are 14,000 feet. So there's a lot of hiking you can do there. Um, It's really popular to go up there for sunrise or sunset, Um, and you drive way up this mountain. It takes you like an hour to get up there. So that was a really cool experience. Um, It also, because it's a smaller island, when you're at the top of that mountain, you can see the whole island. When you're at the top of mauna kea and mauna loa you don't really see much it's just like you just can't because those mountains are so wide all you see is the mountain that you're on um but yeah maui really surprised us maui is actually a very popular vacation destination um they have very beautiful beaches there and it has like just enough mix of outdoor stuff and touristy stuff in my opinion
0: yeah talking about the the landscape there you have to remember that not only are the islands different ages but even parts of the island are different ages because they're formed by different volcanoes. so the south of Maui looks a lot like the big island. The north of Maui looks a lot like Oahu um, because it 's kind of it 's in between the two so mm-hmm. What's really cool about being on that island is like, you can see aspects of the big island, you can see aspects of Oahu because they're different ages.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we found that really fascinating. And again, I think a lot of people just think of Hawaii as like beautiful beaches and palm trees. Hawaii is so much more than that. Yeah. Like some of the most unique landscapes we've ever seen. Um, So I think that if you, even if you're not like a really outdoorsy person, all of these islands have something to offer that you don't have to like hike to get to. You can drive to these beautiful mountains and see the scenery, see the lava rock, see the waterfalls and stuff just from your car, like just on foot without even having to hike. So definitely like I was chatting with my friend today and um, Some of the travels that she does, she's like more of a resorty person, but she was like, I don't think if I went to Hawaii, I'd wanna just sit on a resort and look at the ocean and at the pool because there's so much to see. And I definitely agreed with that sentiment.
0: Yeah, there are beautiful beaches, but we feel like that is a very small aspect of Hawaii in our opinion, even though that's why a lot of people go there because there's beautiful beaches all over the Caribbean as well. So it's a lot easier to get to beautiful beaches on the East Coast by going to the Caribbean than it is to go all the way to Hawaii. So if we're gonna to go to Hawaii, it's more for the mountains and the culture and those kind of things.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, So speaking of Maui, there's also something there that's very popular called driving the road to Hana. So Hana is a town that's on the east coast of Maui and you have to drive this like pretty windy coastal road um, to get there. And so just the, the journey just to get there is very scenic and beautiful. There's tons of waterfalls and just lots of beautiful scenic points along the road to get to Hana. Well, unfortunately, because there's been so much tourism and it seems like for whatever reason, more tourists have been going to Maui than the other islands. Um, it's gotten just overrun with tourists and that road is really not made for so many cars to be on it all it's the time. It's very
0: narrow. There's some. There's a bunch of one lane bridges. There's very limited parking. So there's, there was all kinds of congestion, traffic jams and things like that, which is kind of sad because the locals that live in Hana they have to drive around the island to get places so mm-hmm. um you know to them it's extremely inconvenient so there's a lot of animosity especially in that town because the road to Hana is one thing that most tourists want to do when they go there but it causes a lot of congestion for the locals
1: yeah um and then of course even along the road to get there there's people whose houses are right there and then they're getting annoyed with tourists like parking in spots that aren't you not supposed to pull off on the side of the road and just park and people will just pull off and it creates a traffic jam where a lot of times there's like, it's like a one lane road and you can't pass. And then sometimes you're parking on private property. So there were a lot of like handmade signs like tourists keep out and all this stuff. So if you decide to travel there, please be respectful. Um, You know, try to follow the signs and you know, we honestly didn't stop at as many places as we might've stopped if it hadn't been that situation. We just kind of had to take it all in from the car. we One suggestion I would have is we started like before sunrise to be able to get to like one of the main spots toward the end right before you get to Hana is this beautiful state park which um, you have to make reservations right now because they're trying to limit the number of tourists that are at the park at one time because of parking and just because of overcrowding and because of COVID. So if you're planning on going there, make sure to look into any state parks or national parks that require advanced reservations. But we just ended up kind of like starting really early in order to get there. Um, in good time so we just kind of saw some of it from the car and didn't really stop.
0: The state park though was a beautiful place definitely worth checking out that was probably some of our favorite views on in all of Hawaii the mm-hmm. whole trip.
1: Yeah we loved that trip um, it's I can't remember exactly how you pronounce the state park there but it's the major state park on the east coast near Hana in Maui definitely suggest if you can get passes to go to that.
0: So Oahu um, we did not realize how big of a city that Honolulu is it's it's like any other city. Um, it felt like driving through um, Chicago or Baltimore or uh, Dallas or something like that. It's just, when you're driving through the city, you don't even realize that you're on an island kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's, uh, it's a big, big city with tall buildings. There's like 30, 40 story buildings there. So um, we did not realize that. And that is where the majority of the people that live in Oahu live in Honolulu. So it is very, very crowded. Um, one of our uber drivers told us that it's i think the second worst traffic in all the united states is in honolulu consistently like year after year so it's not somewhere that i i wanted to spend a lot of time it's uh difficult to get around and all that traffic stresses me out people crossing the street cars cut in front of you those kind of things um but luckily the rest of Oahu is amazing mm-hmm. uh, it is a beautiful beautiful island so it just depends on what you want if you like city you have it there if you like hiking and stuff it's also amazing and they also have beautiful beaches
1: yeah we went to oahu actually twice we went there um when my mom was visiting us for like a couple days like five days in the beginning and we just stayed in waikiki and we just did like totally the touristy stuff and it was fine like waikiki was beautiful but it was so crowded like we were like what COVID?" i mean all these people are here they don't care but a lot of people you know they still were trying to wear masks even outdoors at the resorts and stuff because it was so crowded but it was just too much for us. Like, it was not our style of vacation. We were like, what is this big city? Like, get us out of here. So that first, like, whole five days, we were like, Oahu sucks. Like, we don't ever really want to come back here. I'm glad we did it. Well, we didn't say it sucks. We, we said it's not for us. We were like, Honolulu, it's just like, it's it's going to be a one and done for us. Um, but we didn't really get to explore, like, the rest of the island. Well, then we circled back around and came to Oahu at the end of our trip. And we went to, like, a different part of the island. And we were like, oh, like, this is so nice because... I think for a lot of people if you're if you're thinking about traveling from the mainland especially if you want to stay there more long term like to work for 3 months or to live it's kind of nice to have some of those mainland like creature comforts, like restaurants and shops and like big city life and like have it there and have it as an option, but then be able to drive 20 minutes and see something that's like another world.
0: And another benefit of Oahu is by far they have the best medical care there. So, you know, if it was somewhere you're going to be longer term, that could be important to you.
1: Yeah. So I can see the appeal of Oahu because you don't have to live right in Honolulu, but you could get there in 30 minutes if you needed to get there for all of the various amenities but we absolutely loved the rest of Oahu. Like when we were driving, um, especially on like the east side where our friend lives, um, in Kaneohe, and then like the North Shore um, and the mountains, kind of in like the center and the north of the island, are just gorgeous. Like they did a lot of the Jurassic Park filming there, and it's just unlike any mountains we've ever seen before. is amazing. Yeah,
0: it's a really beautiful island, and the hikes were awesome. The views from the top of the hikes were um, definitely some of the best we've ever seen. So once we got out of Honolulu, we realized that uh, Oahu is actually a really, really cool island, and it is somewhere that we we would go back. We just wouldn't stay in the city part of Honolulu or of Oahu.
1: So I think Honolulu. I mean, Oahu has a lot to offer for everybody. Like there's gorgeous beaches, there's gorgeous mountains, there's shopping, there's lots of good dining options, um, and you can do all the fun like cultural Hawaiian things. They got some good museums that we heard about, but we didn't get to go to. there's, they're really famous for surfing. Uh, you can obviously catch all the gorgeous sunsets and do your luau's and do all your things. So, that's definitely the most popular island that someone would travel to. It's
0: the most populated as well.
1: Yeah, and so I mean, I think most people who are going to go to Hawaii, like, you're for sure going to go to Oahu, and then you just have to decide if you also have time to maybe go to a second or a third or a fourth island. But I definitely think Oahu is kind of like the best bang for your buck because you can see a little bit of everything in Oahu. Um, and it's not as rural, and yeah, there's just a lot to do there.
0: Yeah, so the last island we went to is Kauai. Um, again, if you guys have any questions, feel free to ask them. We'll go through any questions at the end. If there's anything we left out about travel contracts there or about the islands themselves, um, let us know. Also, if you could like the video, we really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, give us those thumbs up if you've been learning and enjoying this video. We appreciate it. Um, So, yeah, as Jared mentioned, the last island um, that we wanted to talk about is Kauai. And Kauai was probably our favorite island. I mean, it's hard to say because we liked different things about each one of them. But I would say overall, like, we had the best time on Kauai. It was so much fun. And it's more of, like, the outdoor adventurous type island. They call it the garden island because it's really green. It's the oldest island, which means it's had the most time to grow vegetation. Um, And the volcanoes there are the most eroded They've had millions of years to erode, and they have just fascinating um, topography on the mountains. Like, there's just these sharp, steep cliffs. Um, There's something that's called the Napali Coast, which is the the oldest part of the island. It's the northwest part of the island, and the mountains are just insane. Like, our our boat tour along the Napali Coast and our hiking along the coast were just breathtaking. Yeah,
0: the Napali Coast is by far my favorite part of Hawaii. Uh, I would spend... I would hike those hikes over and over again they were really really amazing the views were the best views we've ever seen probably on all of our travels mm-hmm. so uh, it is a really beautiful place definitely worth checking out another reason i think we like Kauai a lot is it's much smaller it's the least populated major island it's the least visited by tourists it kind of reminds us a little bit of home because we're from a more rural area so there's not like those big Big buildings, uh,
1: no highways. Yeah,
0: no highways at all. It's all just pretty small roads. We really enjoyed that. You don't feel like you're ever really in traffic, at least we didn't. Um, So that was a big benefit to us, and then definitely some of the best hiking. Um, We did several hikes there that were really difficult and that were just amazing.
1: Mm -hmm. They also have, um, it's called Waimea Canyon there, and they call it the Grand Canyon of Hawaii. And we'd never heard of that before, and maybe a lot of you guys have also not heard of that. But it's spectacular. We actually thought it was prettier than the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um, what I didn't actually do a lot of research on this, but it just occurred to me that, that it's probably a crater from a volcano, I would assume. Yeah, most likely. But it's had so much time to grow vegetation that, that it's just gorgeous and colorful. It's got reds and greens and browns. and. Um, it's got tons of trees down in it, whereas, like, the Grand Canyon is more just dirt and a rock. Yeah. Um, and all the can or all the um, craters, like, the um, volcanic craters that we saw on, like, the Big Island and stuff are just barren lava rock, right? Well, this one has, you look down in it, and it's just colorful and green, and you're still seeing some old lava rock. It's gorgeous.
0: Yeah, it's hard to compare things like that, but we definitely think that uh, the Waimea Canyon was more impressive than the Grand Canyon. Everything considered, like, the vegetation and and uh, just a variety of factors that made it much more beautiful in our opinion.
1: And again, these are things that you can see even if you're not really adventurous, if you're not a hiker, you can just drive up the road, get out of your car, and boom, it's there, Um, it's gorgeous. And we actually didn't really go to a lot of the beaches because we were so excited. We kind of felt like our two months on the Big Island, we were beached and oceaned out. We'd done tons of snorkeling and all kinds of stuff. So we were just like, we wanna go hike, we wanna go hike these gorgeous green mountains. So we didn't really go to a lot of the beaches, but we heard the beaches were really great on Kauai too, if you're more of a beachy person. Um, I've heard a lot of people say Kauai is their favorite island, but let's just keep it secret between like you guys and us so that not too many people go there.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that island is somewhere that we would really consider living for longer term because it, it has everything that we would want to do. The beaches are amazing. The hikes are definitely probably the best in Hawaii. Um, so, if we were going to choose one island to stay on longer term, it would be Kauai.
1: Unfortunately, in speaking to a lot of like our recruiters and our travel friends, apparently they don't get a lot of travel contracts there. It's not as common. Um, it's a really small island, so they probably don't have a lot of healthcare facilities. There's like one hospital, I think, maybe, maybe two. I think there might be like a veterans hospital and a regular hospital. But they don't need as many healthcare workers, and they, the contracts are harder to come by.
0: One, A uh, couple other facts that were really cool to us about Kauai in general is only about 20% of the island is actually accessible by car or by foot. So the majority of the island you can only get to by helicopter. So there's a ton of helicopter tours and helicopters um, that some of them will take you places and you can land and get to places you cannot get to uh, by car or foot, which was really neat. Um, Another thing is the middle of the island is actually one of the rainiest places in the world, which we did not realize. It gets like something like crazy, like 600 inches of rain a year. In the middle of the island but the rest of the island just like on the big island very different weather um, still get some rain but not nearly as much so the weather in Hawaii on every island it varies drastically depending on where you are and uh, weather moves quickly it comes in and out so Um, that was, that was surprising to us.
1: Yeah. Um, my mom, especially when she went to Hawaii was like, I don't want it to rain while I'm there. You know, she had like held this up as like such a special time. And she's like, I don't want to get to the beach, you know, Hawaii and it be raining. And I was like, well, it's just going to depend on where we are. And like the time of day, like it pretty much rains, once or more a day somewhere on the island, on all the islands. So um, in our experience, like not always, but it seemed like it would tend to rain more in the afternoon. Definitely not always, but whenever it was like came to hiking, we tried to go really early because it seemed like the clouds and fog and rain would roll in more in the afternoon. And we usually had better views in the morning, but that's not always the case. It just depends.
0: Yep. So Hawaii was amazing. We had a really great time. I think for me, uh, the three months in Hawaii are probably my favorite three months of any trip we've ever done. So including all the international travels we've done, road trips, uh, we just saw so much. We did so many cool hikes. It was, it was a really amazing time. So if you're able to take a contract there, I would recommend it. Just keep in mind, you're not going to save a ton of money. You're not going to make a ton of money, but for the experience, it is well worth it.
1: Yeah, it was such an incredible experience. And I think, um, you know, in a way it was nice to get home because it was a bit exhausting trying to do so much. Like we, in the past like three or four weeks, we just did, so much and it can be really tiring unfortunately um and so in some ways it's nice to be home but i could definitely see us wanting to go back to hawaii to spend some more time um, to do another contract if we get the opportunity again and one cool thing that i heard from some of my coworkers and people who've worked in hawaii before is um, they usually say that like if you make a good connection there, like if you're able to get one contract, it's very likely that like they would ask you to come back again because they already know you and they treat you like family. So like once you already have a connection, so I'm definitely planning on keeping in touch with um, the clinic that I worked at, um, and hopefully we'll be able to go back again.
0: Catherine said uh, she's an OT on her first assignment, hoping to get a Hawaii contract sometime soon. Yeah, I think I think there's a decent number of OT contracts. I think mostly it's PT and SLP. But there, there are definitely OT contracts. The assistant contracts are harder to get there for mm. sure. And then Courtney said, uh, they do need school-based SLPs. Just saying. Thanks for all the info. We promised ourselves that we would do a school year there. Um, but need this info to narrow down possible island options. Yeah. Um, I think schools are probably in more need than, than most most areas. Especially in the more rural areas where people aren't choosing to go on the islands. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, it really trying to narrow down the islands is hard. Um, there's, there's pretty much all of them have something really special about them.
1: Yeah. But the other thing I did want to mention is it's actually really easy to get between islands. It's super cheap. Um, and it's super fast. Like all of the flights are 30 to 45 minutes to get between islands. So regardless of which island you end up on, especially if you were going to stay for a whole school year, it's really easy to take weekend trips really cheap. Um, and convenient to go to any of the other islands. The only limiting factor is really the car situation right now. Um, so that'll probably be your most expensive and like and biggest challenge to only for only a weekend. Um, but it's definitely feasible to take multiple weekend trips between the islands.
0: Yeah, flights between islands are $50 or less usually. It costs us... 5,000 Southwest points for both of us to fly one way between islands. So um, really easy to get places. But yeah, for a weekend, it's gonna be expensive, but it's it's worth doing if you only have a weekend. Or if you can do like us and plan some time either before or after to explore the other islands, I would definitely recommend that because if you're all the way out there, it's kind of a shame not to see the other Mm -hmm. islands.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point um, about going to the different islands. We would we could definitely see ourselves doing that. We know lots of people that just go for the weekend. Um, you can fly on Hawaiian Airlines, pretty cheap. They also have this one that like it's a local it's airline,
0: Mokalele, I
1: think, it's something like that. And it's more like um, like the bus system of airlines. Like you can pretty much just bring like a carry on, and they don't even check you through like the main terminal. You don't actually go into the main airport. You go to like a different private building building on the side where like basically private planes park and they don't even take you through security or anything you just stand there on the tarmac i guess until they're ready to go and then you just walk up the steps get on the plane so you can just only bring like a small bag but for a weekend trip super convenient
0: this is secondhand information we didn't fly on that airline but i do kind of wish we had because we heard some cool stories we had way too
1: much luggage to fly on that airline but for a weekend trip like yeah we knew some other travelers that just did that so keep that in mind so yeah, um, definitely recommend it. Let us know if you guys have any other questions about Hawaii. We will check back on the comments, or you can send us a private message. If you have a friend that's thinking about going to tr- to Hawaii, let them know about this video. You can tag them in the comments um, or share it with a friend if they're interested in learning more about Hawaii.
0: Yep. One last thing: we're uh, in a few days. We're going to be announcing an Instagram giveaway. So if you're not following us on Instagram check it out there.
1: Yep. So we're going to do um, a Labor Day giveaway. So stay tuned for that. I cannot believe it's Labor Day weekend next weekend. And a week from today, we leave for our cross country road trip. So if you're not following us um, on Instagram, go follow us at Travel Therapy Mentor. Um, We'll be posting all kinds of pictures as we travel across the country from Virginia to Vegas and back. We're going to be going to a bunch of um, national parks and all the states that we haven't been to. So after this road trip, we will have been to 49 states. The only one that we will have not been to yet is Alaska.
0: Yep. And who knows, maybe we'll get a contract in Alaska, uh, maybe next year.
1: Yep. So stay tuned. Um, let us know if you have any questions. Jordan said, love y'all's perspective. Thanks for watching Jordan. We appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great night and let us know if you have any questions.
0: Take care.